Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. Grow With Us is a podcast that focuses on the talent-focused mission of Intulsa, a talent advising organization for startups, local businesses, and expanding corporations. My name is Evan Barton, and I will be your host each week where I'll be joined by a guest who is making a difference in Tulsa by furthering our mission of creating equitable opportunities via technology, innovation, and strategic partnerships. This week, we are in conversation with Tulsa Service Year Fellow at 36 Degrees North, Mark Blamonk, who will be providing some insight into fostering the entrepreneurial community in Tulsa. Welcome, Mark. It's so great to have you on. Absolutely. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me and looking forward to diving into this conversation and solving the world's issues, especially here in Tulsa over the next couple of years. That's exactly what this podcast is about. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to solve all the problems. I love it. Mark, thank you so much for being on. I just want to give you the kind of opportunity to introduce yourself in whatever way you feel comfortable. Tell us your story and how you how you are as a person. <laughs> Absolutely. So I am a Tulsa native, born and raised, graduated and went to Norman, Oklahoma, graduated from the University of Oklahoma, kind of by happenstance chose to be an entrepreneurship major, didn't realize how much that would kind of change the trajectory of, of where I was headed, but kind of got bit by the entrepreneurship bug when I was in college and fell in love with my upper division lectures and realized that entrepreneurship really can be a tool for change in communities and economic development um, in equitable ways. And so it got me excited about entrepreneurship. And then at the same time, my hometown was developing this amazing entrepreneurial ecosystem and building for the future. And I just saw this alignment that I, I had to get back. And I never had plans to get back, but it just happened. And, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I came back to Tulsa um, and, and have been here working in the ecosystem. I've worked on and I'm working on my own startup, um, have worked on another ed tech startup platform in town, and am now working at 36 Degrees North and um, really enjoying my time and loving kind of seeing the city come alive. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to get into those startups. Well, maybe not on recording. We don't want to give away any awesome ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm totally open to talking about them. So. Okay, cool. I love that. Kind of similar question, but coming back to Tulsa was honestly an experience probably for both of us that, like you said, we weren't necessarily planning on. But what has your experience as a Tulsa been like since you've been back and also kind of growing up? I mean, we both grew up here. So I think for me personally, I had a different experience of Tulsa when I was here in high school than I do now as kind of an adult. I say kind of an adult because we're, we're kind of adults. But uh, yeah, just kind of what has that experience been like for you? I was just about to say like my first response was I have two different experiences of Tulsa. There was like before college and then being back after college. Before college, I loved Tulsa because... I mean, it was my hometown and you have like some sort of pride in your hometown. And I remember coming back periodically in college and just the energy was different. Things looked different. And by the time I was a senior, it was a completely different city. Um, and now being back here, even throughout the middle of a global pandemic, the city was still energized and, and moving forward. And so I'm unbelievably excited to see where we're headed because there's so much momentum and energy in Tulsa right now. And it's an exciting time to be a young professional here. But I'm really enjoying being a young person in Tulsa right now because growing up, there wasn't that much to do. And now there's so much to do. There's so many amazing restaurants and bars and quirky things going around town that like never really existed or weren't getting any attention when we were younger. And mm -hmm. so I just feel like there's there's so much to do. And it's like we get to enjoy 
this like aspects of being in a big city of things to do, but enjoy like the low cost of living and low commute times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, well, and your family's here. I mean, for yeah. me, family being here is like a huge reason for my like Tulsa stickiness. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely. It's easy to be here. I got to be with my family and my friends. I mean, I had friends that are still here and I love them. And they kind of all came back at the same time amidst the pandemic. And we were like, why are we here in Tulsa? But we're here and we're actually kind of all thriving, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I have friends that are moving to Tulsa now. And I don't know that that's something that I ever envisioned happening or thought would happen this quickly. But I mean, even even over the last like two or three weeks, I've had like three or four friends that are like, I'm moving to Tulsa. Like, where should I live? That's and, amazing. And, and that's exactly what we need in Oklahoma right now. Like there's such a talent drain and mm-hmm. we need to keep our, our graduates from our high schools and, and our universities and colleges here because they're the future of Oklahoma. I'm glad to know I'm not the only like 23-year-old telling everyone about Tulsa. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's lots of us out there. (laughs) I love it. Kind of of diving a little bit more into our professional journeys, how have specific communities impacted you in your professional trajectory? These can be communities, you know, in Tulsa or outside of Tulsa. We kind of just want to, I kind of just want to know how you, how you feel empowered in what you do right now. Yeah. So... I would say like the first thing that comes to mind of like how I got here, like at OU, I had so many amazing experiences that kind of compiled upon one another that got me to the point of like being able to be back in Tulsa and be able to work in the ecosystem, different leadership organizations and things like that. But really my entrepreneurship program was super impactful. And I remember I literally just chose that major because... I didn't want to do accounting or finance, mm-hmm. but it was just like so serendipitous that it ended up being such, you know, a mission alignment for me. And I remember people would tell me like, that's not a real major. You're never going to use that knowledge. Why would you major in that? Get a like a real practical degree. And mm-hmm. I kind of just like didn't listen. And I'm yeah. so glad that I didn't listen because the knowledge that I gained in those classes, I literally use every single day and it's helped me be a better you know, staff member at 36, providing entrepreneurial perspective, being able to communicate with entrepreneurs and then not having to like dumb things down or not being able to use the lingo that they're used to. Mm -hmm. So it's been impactful that way. So definitely like the entrepreneurial community that I had at OU and the professors and mentors that I gained there and, and the organizations I was a part of at OU. And then since being back in Tulsa, I mean, 36 Degrees North has been a really amazing community for me. When I think about the people that I get to work alongside at 36, it's it's really easy to wake up in the morning and be excited about what I'm doing, you know, making an impact in the entrepreneurial community, but then also just getting to work alongside some people that love what they do and love making Tulsa better and also just love life. Mm-hmm. So the whole 36 Degrees North staff, they've empowered me to to jump in on projects, to do things that I'm not used to doing, to everything in between and haven't pulled me back. So I, I've, I've loved the opportunity being at 36 Degrees North. And then also like having family and friends here, it, it does kind of make a difference. Like when you're early on in your career to have some sort of base community of people that like are family to you mm-hmm. and friends to you on rough days or fun days to be able to like have people to fall back on. So... Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you didn't listen to them. I feel like we had very similar experiences in undergrad where (laughs) my major was Native American studies. And I don't know if 
I don't know if anybody told me it was a bad idea, but no one ever told me it was a great one. But I still I still have confidence that this is the I'm going to find exactly what I want to do. And that everything that I learned in those four years is totally going to pay pay itself forward tenfold. And I think that I always say this about my undergrad kind of experience that I became a f- professional Oklahoman uh, in my four <laughs> years because being indigenous in Oklahoma is really I, I, you see it everywhere and kind of understanding it on a deeper layer or like a, another level than kind of just growing up here without really diving into it. Like, I really feel like I'm understanding what's going on politically, socially um, and all of those things. So I, I feel I, I feel I feel you on that aspect of like practicality be damned, you know, like we can do whatever we want and land in careers that and in communities with people that value us and will uplift us no matter what we chose to study for four years. So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like in general, like I actually am a pretty big proponent of like higher education because like I, there are like so many formative experiences and relationships that kind of shape how you think, why you think, and ultimately how you can problem solve mm-hmm. and, and create value. And if I didn't go to OU and didn't have those encounters and didn't meet people that don't look like me or don't think like me, then yeah, I totally would have been a completely different person than I am now. So I'm grateful to have that knowledge and perspective being back in Tulsa now. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're talking about some good stuff right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So kind of similarly to this conversation about college and what it was like for us, I mean, we graduated in 2020, dun, 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 what a scary year. <laughs> you know, looking for jobs right after college can be scary no matter if it's in a global pandemic or not, but we did it kind of in this really weird cultural moment. Yeah. So what's funny is is I feel like the job market our senior year pre-pandemic was like pretty hot. Like there were lots of jobs. And so I was just being very patient. I was like, I'm not going to... I hate to say this because, you know, these jobs aren't bad, but like I wasn't going to like sell my soul and do the like the corporate America job. Like I mm-hmm. knew that's not like what I wanted. And so it was being like very patient and very picky. Um, and my scope was really small because I wanted to work in entrepreneurship in some way, shape or form. And I really wanted to be in Oklahoma, specifically Tulsa. Um, and this ecosystem is still young. So it was definitely a journey. I'll never forget some of my conversations in different interviews and stuff. And people were like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Like, I graduated in 2008. Like, I know mm-hmm. how you feel. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, you know, I, I mean, I was really lucky that I was able to, even during the pandemic, be patient um, and be back home with my family for the time being. Um but ultimately, it was patient but persistent still. So, and I didn't really feel like I had to sacrifice, you know, what I was looking for. I just had to look at, at it in kind of a different perspective. So, ultimately, um, I'm really grateful for Chandler Malone, um, who was at Atento and, and is now at ID8 Project, because I worked with him on his startup, ID8, for a couple of months and gained a ton of experience and got kind of like my feet wet in the ecosystem and meeting people. And then ultimately, he's the one that introduced me to Tulsa Service Year. And that is how that opportunity kind of spurred from there and how I ended up at 36. I, did, I didn't realize that was the connecting piece there. Yeah, Chandler's yeah. great. Shout out to Chandler. That's, go ahead and tell me a little bit more about Tulsa Service Year. Yeah. So Tulsa Service Year is this really cool new program in Tulsa. It's a program of George Kaiser Family Foundation that is geared towards Attracting young 
talented college students and college graduates to Tulsa to work and start their careers here. And the goal is for them to work in really high impact areas. So they're coming straight out of the gate with all of these great skills and um, this like fire and passion for change and then getting on like the front lines of what's going on in Tulsa. And so, I mean, all sorts of different areas. So some people are working in civic engagement. Some people are working in, you know, criminal justice reform and women's rights and women's advocacy. And I'm working in entrepreneurship and there's other people working in entrepreneurship. So it's people literally on the front lines of of the things that are going on in Tulsa. So it's it's a really great group from all over the country and also a lot of native Tulsans um, and native Oklahomans as well. So it's cool to see the work that people are doing and the impact that 23-year-olds right out of college can make if you give them the opportunity and the tools to do so. A lot of boomerangers and people getting to experience Tulsa for the first time and actually enjoying it, which is really cool. I, I love that about creating new opportunities in a city because you get to you get to see what different people will do with that opportunity. And like you said, the possibilities are kind of unimaginable uh, until they actually happen. So that's awesome. Of an oddball question, but I feel like, I feel like you're going to have a really great answer to this question, <laughs> just knowing you personally. What's the best professional advice you've ever received? This is something that's been kind of rattling in my brain the past couple of weeks. And someone mentioned this to me a couple of months ago, but I didn't really take it seriously until now. And it's like focusing on your superpowers. So I feel like being a young professional, there's so much that like you don't know. And there's so many things you don't know that you don't know. And so you're feeling like every single skill you have to like be amazing at and you have to be developing everything from ideating down to like the nitty gritty of accounting or finance or invoicing or whatever. But have had a mentor that was talking to me about like, yes, as a young professional, you're going to be sharpening all of those skills, but make sure that you're prioritizing your superpowers. Like what are the things that you are unbelievably gifted at? And then really make sure that you fine tune those first, because when you move to the next step in your career, you don't want to be like just a jack of all trades. You want to be like absolutely excellent at certain things mm -hmm. that will help you get to that next step or help an organization or create value. Um, and so I've been really kind of evaluating the past couple of weeks, like what are my superpowers uh, that I can focus my time on and focus my energy on and my thoughts on. So that way, when I get to the next step, um, I can really look back and be like, this is like where I'm good at. And these other things that I'm not as good at, I can work on them, but also I can let other people fill in those gaps because that might be other people's superpower. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have me thinking about that one for a while. <laughs> hey, what are your superpowers? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I won't answer it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one to think about. Just understanding your role. I think entry level or just right out of college, understanding your role is like the hardest part about your first job. Um, for me, this, these past couple months, I've been like, okay, this is actually what I do. And then two weeks later, I'm like, no, I actually think that I do this at my role. <laughs> and then it's it's just interesting. I think being a utility player is great. But like you said, just really developing those skills is a really good way to kind of understand your next direction, um, which as a young person, you always want to know where you're going next. So how about you tell me more about your current role at 36 Degrees North? 
Yeah, so I totally relate to you in the sense that I've kind of been all over the place at 36. The main thing that I've been working on is a lot of membership and membership engagement, making members feel welcome in the space, working with entrepreneurs that are coming in the space, connecting them to resources, making introductions. And that's what's really special about 36 is the organic things that happen. You never know who you're going to sit next to mm -hmm. at a happy hour. Or you never know who you might end up in a room with. So facilitating that as we kind of move back into the pandemic and being really intentional about creating the community. That's been a really big part of my role. We also just opened a 50,000 square foot tech incubator in the city hall building. So I was doing a lot of onboarding and talking with entrepreneurs in that space and and getting that build out ready. So we opened it last week, the, the 1st of July. The week leading up to that, I mean, we were all hands on deck you know, building furniture and putting people in our back end systems and sending tons of emails. So it's been really exciting work. And we were talking about this before we were um, recording, but it's like everything that was supposed to happen in 2020 that didn't happen is now happening right now. Mm -hmm. And everyone who's working within the ecosystem is just like absolutely crazy busy making these things happen. So that way we don't lose the momentum that was kind of there pre-pandemic. And it's really cool to see when I look around the ecosystem that people are are making these things happen. You know, 36 degrees north is one of them. Um, but really, if you look everywhere, everyone is is pressing forward and making sure that the years to come are going to be the best years yet in Tulsa. I totally agree. And so for those who don't know and might not be in Tulsa currently, we, we've talked about where you currently work is 36 degrees north. But But what is that? Yeah, 36 degrees north, kind of the catchphrase is Tulsa's base camp for entrepreneurs. So it was created around five years ago to fit a really big need in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. So there was a study that came out that said there were tons of resources for entrepreneurs in Tulsa, but there wasn't like a lot of communication or intersectionality that was happening between all of these resources. And so 36 degrees north was created to fit and fill that gap of where entrepreneurs and resources, all of them kind of combine under one roof and have a common meeting space. So that's exactly what we do. It's a 501c3 nonprofit and anything and everything is working towards the mission of supporting Tulsa's innovators, startups, entrepreneurs, and, and helping them get to the next step and get the next connection or resource that they need to be successful in our city. And now 36 is moving into seeing what the gaps are in the ecosystem and, and how can 36 be a programming partner to make those sort of things happen. So that's how the incubator that we opened on July 1 kind of came to be. So it's a really cool space, high energy, and every single week there's more and more people coming in. We're at over 1,200 members now. So it's it's an exciting time. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I think my favorite thing about 36 is the co-working is really cool, just getting I mean, I just recently watched that WeWork documentary and I was like, wow, co-working wasn't really like a huge thing until recently. And then like we have our own version of it in Tulsa. And it's really impactful because like you said, you you don't know who you're going to sit by. And I, I just think it's that's really cool. Um, and like the Slack channel is really cool also. Just like everyone in there posting different ideas and different resources and it's so cool that you're just one message away from all of these people that you don't really that you might not know, but you have that common connection. And that common connection is this energy of just sharing ideas and sharing the next thing, like you're saying. Um, so I really like that about 36. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned the co-working piece because a lot of people don't realize what co-working is or like how impactful it is. 
Um, but co-working for entrepreneurs is huge because instead of like it lowers the barrier to have a nice office space as like an entrepreneur working on a startup. Whereas you either like have to work out of your home or you have to like sign a long commercial lease and set up your, you know, your internet and your janitorial service and all these other things. Whereas like a co-working model allows entrepreneurs to have access to a nice office space and bring in clients and investors and an inspiring workspace and community at a low cost and not have to worry about all of those other things so they can focus on their business. Cool. We we work out of there, so I'm a little biased, but <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I like that we have our own desk and then we get to see that we work with in terms of hiring. And sometimes it just, instead of having those back and forth emails, you like might run into that person and that's when you actually get something done because you're both working at the same co-working space, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And like you wouldn't even believe the random connections that happen. And I know there's so many that happen like that I don't see, but like I'll never forget one time at a happy hour, people, two entrepreneurs were talking about like how expensive healthcare is when you're um, an entrepreneur and running a small business. And by the end of it, this one dude had this pro tip of, of how to like cut down on like costs by a couple hundred dollars a month. And by the end of the happy hour, the other guy was signed up for this other guy's healthcare. So it, it's crazy the kind of things that happen in a space like 36. How would you describe the entrepreneurial spirit in Tulsa? This is kind of a loaded question, but I just want to hear from you. It's totally a loaded question, and there's so many like facets and nuances of it. But kind of the overall general theme that I say is that it's awakening. I think Tulsa's ecosystem and entrepreneurial community is still pretty young. Like if you look at other, you know, startup ecosystems across the country and across the globe, like Tulsa's still young. But there is an unbelievable amount of energy. And I feel like, and, you know, this is also a loaded statement, but there is an, like an alignment among people that are working in the ecosystem that we all are kind of working towards the same thing and, and have the same vision of like this amazing Tulsa in 5, 10, 15 years from now. And so it's an exciting time to be working in Tulsa. Like you can feel the energy when you walk downtown. And even if you're just looking downtown, like there's people walking around and going to cool restaurants and going to cool bars. That was not the case when we were kids. And like Mayfest this year was unbelievable and, and super fun. And there are tons of people. So it, it really is an exciting time to be a part of the ecosystem. And there's so much that's happening. And I'm really excited to see where we're going to be. And, you know, if we can reconcile with Tulsa's past, and I mean, you have to talk about Black Wall Street when you talk about entrepreneurship in Tulsa and the spirit, like if we can reconcile with the past and move forward and kind of shape our ecosystem in an equitable way, I think like the sky is the limit for Tulsa and entrepreneurs in Tulsa. And we can be a shining example of what like a fair, equitable entrepreneurial ecosystem looks like. I mean, for the exactly. listeners, Mark is wearing a Greenwood Avenue shirt right now with Black Wall Street on it. So he's he's <laughs> practicing what he preaches when he talk when he's talking about creating that the equitable opportunity and being a part of that like living history of the direction that the city is gonna go, I think. And and creating those opportunities is like the first step in this journey. And I think 36 is doing a great job of of creating those opportunities for for people for different types of entrepreneurs and and entrepreneurship in general. I mean, it's it, incubator is such an interesting word when you think about the different what it actually means because you are just like fostering a community and hopefully something new is going to come out of it. So that's awesome. I think you're I think you're you're right on the money with what I understand the entrepreneurial spirit of Tulsa to be too because prior to coming back to Tulsa. 
I don't know if entrepreneur had ever entered my vocabulary for like maybe since I was in elementary school. And, I, you know, it's just weird. Like I was in such a different world prior to coming back to Tulsa. And now I'm I'm in the ecosystem. And when we say ecosystem, sometimes my friends are like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and it, it is such an ambiguous <laughs> totally. word. But for, we kind of have similar understandings of what it is. But it, it's just this technology, this innovation and understanding that Tulsa can be better. And these are all of the organizations working together to make Tulsa better. Um, I don't know. Is that what an ecosystem is, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. It's that, you know, all the players who are are pushing the 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 budding tech economy and entrepreneur economy forward. And what like I want to make known that some people may not know is like how powerful entrepreneurship can be in a city. So like when you're talking about economic development, like there are so many different ways that you can go about doing that. One of the models is, you know, bring in as many like big corporations as possible to create new high paying jobs and things like that. But another way of doing it, and I would say is a, a harder way, but a more impactful way long term is by creating an entrepreneurial ecosystem and community. Because instead of just bringing in companies that are here for certain tax benefits and X, Y, Z, you can create companies here and build them here and grow them here. And they have buy-in in the community because they were part of building the city. And so when we look up 15 years from now, I think we are going to see a lot of really big companies here, but they're going to have started here and grown here. And on the flip side, like entrepreneurship isn't just high tech, high growth. It's also like the fabric and culture of a city. Like when you talk about restaurants and you talk about stores and you talk about districts, like entrepreneurship plays a huge part in that. So it's like a situation where you have to, you know, play to... Uh, the tech economy, because those create a lot of economic impact. But at the same time, like we have to support our small business owners in Tulsa as well, because they're the ones that are creating those amazing bars and restaurants and shops that we all want to go to that make a city interesting, unique and fun to live in and, and be a part of. This episode, I love it. Thank you so much, Mark, for your time um, and sharing with us everything that you've discussed today. Where can people find you if if there's someone in Tulsa that wants to Hang out with Mark LeMonk. Where do they go? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can always find me at 36 Degrees North. I am in and around all three of our locations and I'm really easy to get a hold of if you're there. You can find me on LinkedIn. Always happy to take a connection there or on Instagram. I do uh, do the Instagram, as the kids are saying. I'd like to plug a few resources for our listeners of Grow With Us that might be of use to you. If you would like to stay in touch with all of our featured jobs and opportunities in Tulsa, then please join our talent network. By joining our talent network, you let us know you're interested in working with an in Tulsa company, and our talent team will make sure we put the right opportunities on your radar. You can join at talentintulsa.com. That's talent.intulsa.com. Stay tuned for more Grow With Us episodes about tips and tricks for the job application process, learning more about the amazing communities of support in Tulsa, and the tech and innovation that is attracting people across the country to the heartland. Mm-hmm.